0: Hey, this is Tokyo Monster Kehagas, and you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D.
1: Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome
2: once again to Live and In Color with Wolfie D and my man Jimmy across the street. What's going on, my man? Not much, brother. How you doing today? Oh, you know, just hobbling around uh i'm i'm, I'm better though jimmy I'm, I'm i'm pretty much switched to the cane at this point where i don't need the walker nice uh so that's an improvement yeah
3: yeah, yeah. for sure the
2: pain's not near as bad as it was so yeah it's all good i'm gonna quit bitching about it now thanks <laughs> <laughs> i just had to well, get through that part man like i told yeah. you jerry jerry lynn told me he said first two weeks are hell brother
1: yeah and he wasn't lying so. Yeah, I mean, he nailed it, right? Because you're kicking out right about two-week mark, so it's yeah. awesome. I mean, I've noticed you've been out on the town a few times visiting yeah. friends and stuff, so yeah. you know, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure is, man. Showing off that hip. Yeah, Yeah.
2: got a, a couple of events coming up uh, at the beginning of March. Uh, Chase Stevens and I are doing uh, March the 8th uh friday march the 8th in glasgow kentucky at the crow's nest it's a bar we're going to be doing uh a thing you know kind of like a comedy gimmick kind of like a storytelling gimmick that some of the guys are doing and uh i think me and chase will be pretty funny. I hope uh, anybody in the area comes out and sees it. And then the very next night, um, I've got a, a show at Caverna High School. That's um, in, in Horse Cave, Kentucky, and uh, I'll be signing autographs along with Scott Steiner and uh, oh,
3: nice. Chase. Nice.
2: Chase, is, Chase is actually on the show. I believe Hillbilly Jim is going to be there too. But more news to come on that show uh, as I get everything solidified there. Kind of helping out
1: on that one. So more news to come on that so stay tuned and this chase comedy show that you're doing this is postponed from february 2nd was the original date so don't go to that location on february 2nd expecting (laughs) wolfie and chase you know you may have heard him talk about it in a previous episode now it's been delayed because of the surgery and so it's postponed so don't go on february 2nd expecting wolfie and chase
2: so yeah thank you for that i I, yeah (laughs) I had to change it just because uh, I didn't right. think that uh, by that date I would be in, sh- in in good enough shape to where I could sit there comfortably or, you know, stand or both or whatever I need to do, you know.
1: Right, right. No, and that makes sense. And, I mean, you want to be in as good a condition as you can just so you can focus on the stories and not have to worry about how you're sitting and stuff.
2: Exacto Mundo. Yeah, yeah, very cool. But, speaking of good shows, uh, today should be another one of ours. uh, Another one. The Tokyo Monster Cahegas.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Dude, I've always loved this gimmick. Been a fan of it since I met the dude at NWA Saw way back in the day. And, yeah, man, he was the first guy I ever saw, you know, that let me see his NWA heavyweight title, which was rad, Mm -hmm. you know, so... (laughs) <laughs>
2: and, uh, that probably would have been the, uh, what night he worked me. Uh, probably. Yeah.
1: I'm yeah. sure it was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that was, that was in 2012. I want to say. Yep.
1: Yep. So, what, Very cool. Yeah.
2: 12 years ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of seems that long ago, kind of don't, but it I, does. It does. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that, man. Yeah. I, I've told the story about that before and then I'm sure me and he'll talk about it, but yeah, I enjoyed that match. And, uh, it was it was cool man and uh like i said it, i respected him uh as a worker and uh Glad to have him on today. should be something new. Um, Very cool. To, well, I think we have a good variety of guests. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yes, we do. And that's the whole point. We don't have the same old guests that you've heard a hundred times. Yeah. You know. And we like to pride ourselves on that. And we thank you yeah. all for listening and enjoying those new guys and guys that don't always come on a podcast, you know? Yeah. So, you know so many different types of wrestlers. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the it's the beauty of it, right? So it's the
2: birdie. It's the birdie.
1: <laughs> I mean, we did have a great episode with Rudy Boy Gonzalez. Thought that was a great episode. And mm-hmm. you know, he he had some great stories. Fidel Sierra is one of my favorite episodes in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it was a great show. So yeah, you know, y'all y- y'all are clearly listening to those. So I, I know you'll enjoy this one today too. This one's yeah, man. gonna be a fun one. You know. Did you did you watch? you said you watched the Royal Rumble, right? Did you enjoy it? I have watched uh some
2: of it. I was a over at uh, Rod Hicks' house, uh, Collar and Nobo, my man, and uh, we—he uh, had a little get together. There's quite a few people there, and I, I know I, I watched the—I watched the girls' uh, rumble, and then I wasn't paying too much attention after that. Uh, yeah, got it. Over you know, everybody talking and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, the girls' rumble—it it was good. And I'm not gonna lie, man, sugar coated. Oh, it was awesome. I've seen a lot of people say that it was the best of the night or whatever. I didn't see the rest of the night, but like I said, but uh, I thought there was—I mean, there was some good surprises and good little spots and things like that. But overall, man, I felt like it was a little sloppy. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of like missed uh, strikes, as you call them now, um, and and just uh, just stuff looked a little weak to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm biased. I don't know.
1: But, Did yeah. you see your?
2: your I like the, uh, the the girl stuff now, that it just looked a little sloppy on some things.
1: So you saw your friend showed up, Jordan Grace. She was I in saw there. That, man I yeah. was ex- I was surprised she didn't show up in the men's as well, since she's an <laughs> intergender <laughs> yeah, wrestler. you know, so she was so kind of crazy did against her husband yeah exactly (laughs) i mean but it was a little crazy she shows up and everybody's like holy crap and it's like tna champion on wwe you know that probably spells a future working relationship in my opinion i don't know it may it looks like it you know but i think that's kind of cool so
2: it is i mean so will tna be the new like FCW or ovw or you know what i'm saying is it going to be like a a growing ground to to where it was nxt but nxt's kind of made their own shit now you know a lot of people actually like nxt more than they do wwe so
1: i know is tna
2: going to be the new um you know farm team
1: You know, so I remember back in the day, something was working when Christian was going into the TNA Hall of Fame, Christian from Christian and Edge, and they did some kind of trade where somebody from TNA did something on WWE or WWE vice versa. I'm feeling like this was something to do with maybe possibly somebody going into the TNA Hall of Fame for TNA. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I mean, you know, CM Punk is back. Maybe it's CM Punk, you know. I yeah. still think they need to put America's Most Wanted and The New Church in before they <laughs> put anybody else in, but maybe they're doing yeah. some kind of trade. I don't know. Maybe it was just a Solid from, you know, hey, look, we want to work with another promotion, but it can't be AEW. And, you know, they own Ring of Honor and we own NXT. So, I mean, yeah. you know, TNA is kind of the one. And maybe it was just that. Maybe, who knows? But I almost feel like there's going to be something paid back maybe tna will get a wwe wrestler for some reason but
2: who knows and you yeah. said you said cm punk real quick before we before we uh get kagas on here you said punk and yeah I, rod uh text me the day after the rumble he's like you called it <laughs> and that's because i said he was gonna get hurt and I that i was wishing it on him sure had i had to funny feeling for some reason and it's it's bad because i know he did exactly what i did i don't know if it's a complete rupture they said a triceps tear right uh, you know, it could be a partial or it could be a complete uh, tear that mine did and it ain't no fun. I saw him saying four to six weeks and I'm thinking, no, yeah, I was but, I, mean, I know they got great doctors and all that stuff, but my ass was in a cast for longer than four to six weeks. So, yeah, you know, he will have to rehab it after that. And even if he wants to come back after that, because I'm telling you, that's not a, a great it's not a tough, tough recovery, but it ain't no fucking fun. I'll tell you that.
1: Right. And I mean, that probably spells no WrestleMania for him, right? Yeah, I would imagine. Man. Yeah, that's that's brutal, and that sucks for anybody. But I, I did see something happen, and I'm like, man, wait a second, and then boom, tore his triceps. So I mean, it's just funny that you've also done that, and mm-hmm. you're, you know, okay. So let's just pretend when Wolfie D tore his mm-hmm. at Royal Rumble. Let's just pretend like <laughs> you tore it at Royal Rumble. Would yeah. you have been ready for WrestleMania?
2: No, man, not yeah. not unless I had the you know greatest doctors and and all that stuff like they do, and new you know. St- themselves and talk I don't know like, you know right. what I mean? they, they've right. got a lot of options there uh, but it's it's no easy uh, recovery to come back from I'm telling you man when I when I got my cast off finally because they kept take every two weeks I would have a new one where they'd move my arm or it started out straight ended up in um, uh, more than a 90 degree angle uh, and so that's to stretch the, the muscle out then you got to do the, the therapy and stuff and I'm telling you it was, it was quite a while before I could even at my gym that I went to at the time they had a basketball uh, uh, court and everything I could not even uh, get a free throw to the to the rim. I mean, it would, it, my arm was that weak. Plus it hurt like hell when I do it, you know, just trying wow. to shoot the basketball
1: up. So, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we wish a speedy recovery to punker. And, you know, I say instead of waiting on him to get better, let's go ahead and get Kegis on here. What do you say? Oh, let's do that. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. We'll be right back after these messages with the Tokyo monster.
2: Hey, folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash live Wolfie D.
1: Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again.
2: All right, folks, we're back. And uh, we got another, as I always say, another cool guest, man. Uh, This guy, the first time I met him, um, uh, they brought him into NWA Saw, Jimmy. I know you remember that. Oh, yeah. uh, it was, it was really cool man they they built it up they let me kind of uh build the angle uh, to bring him in and we did some good stuff and then then the night of the match if you'll recall I had my the band that did my uh, intro music, I had them set up on the stage and everything. And, you know, for the little building that Saw was, man, it was packed out and everybody was with it, man. So without further ado, uh, I'd like to introduce the Tokyo Monster, Kahegas What's up, my man? Hey, guys. How you doing today, brother? We're doing doing well, doing well. Can't yeah. complain i did nobody would give a shit you know that goes
0: yeah i I heard your little intro when you when we were talking about the match we had you know and and, and it's funny you mentioned about that band and it just popped in my head i forgot about that and i was just like yeah "Yeah, i remember that fucking insurance i was like that motherfucker just took it
2: (laughs) you know know, and and that match man That match was so <laughs> it was good, man. It was fucking it was, good, man. Yeah. And and I remember oh, yeah, this. Yeah. I don't know if you recall. But like I really didn't know uh who you were, and I don't think you really knew who I was. And it was kind of like you know.
0: Well, I'm yeah, be I knew who you, you uh, were, of course. I mean, but uh-huh? I realized most people. I said I know who you were, of course, but oh. I always I realize to this day people still don't know who the hell I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. I, Brother, I look at it, if my neighbors don't know who the fuck I am, what the fuck is that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the, I say that and in, in not not being an egomaniac or anything. No, like, no, no, oh, no, I get
0: it, bro. I get it.
2: When bro. I switched over, <laughs> when I switched over from being Wolfie into Slash, there was a number of people that I was close to in the business that hadn't seen me in a minute and had no clue. There's still people to this day that go, "Man, I didn't realize you were the same person as Wolfie D. I didn't know Slash and Wolfie D were the same." So it's just kind of funny in that situation. And then I remember you came in and you were like, man, my shoulders kind of messed up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking... (laughs) <laughs> fuck we can't we've got to have this match uh, you know yeah, both of right, us had right. our best you know what i'm saying and so yeah. but yeah man we went out there and and had a hell of a match uh and i really enjoyed it man it was it was
0: good uh, real good i appreciate it was it. you know
1: that it was like one of the top 10 matches that ever happened in the sawmill <laughs> oh, no
0: that's awesome to hear you know i mean yeah it's always nice i think
1: it was yeah good stuff like that and uh, jimmy i don't know i would i would give
2: it higher than top 10 i'd give it top five <laughs>
1: hey i'm good with that yeah no <laughs> you're i'm right. comfortable
0: with that bro i ain't gonna complain coming from anything, you know <laughs> i
1: mean
0: no nah, but but you know my shoulder that you know that that whole entire nwa run i had one arm
3: Ooh, really
0: man. one arm yeah from yeah from the national reign and beginning of the national reign till the end but you know, I still suffer from it. You know, I mean, yeah. But uh, it was it was bad, bro. Back then, I do recall right. that. I'll never forget that. You know, that's how I I, I worked basically one arm. Yeah. You know, to an yeah. Extent for for one for a good period, you know
2: right yeah and if anybody uh listening uh hasn't seen that match it's on youtube i think it's under like an assassin versus gahagas i think that's what it's under but you should check that match out definitely it was it was really cool uh, Yeah, and and just, it, just saying that and talking about your shoulder and the whole run and everything i know that had to be because that was a time when man they were sending you here, sending you there, and you you had to and that was my thinking too. I was like, man, I know he's run into some idiots, man, and, and had to do this with with people that ain't worth even him being in the ring with them, you know. And I'm thinking, I hope he don't think I'm one of
0: them. But I know you had he's to bro, run into real goose. bro, bro, <laughs> bro, 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 bro. <laughs> bro. You know, it's no different to today. Yeah. You know, I could work you to tomorrow, then work a guy that's in a match you know, the yeah. next day. It's still like that, you know. But, you know, yeah. you're there to do your job and do the work. And my job was to go in, and regardless what my whole, whatever outcome it was, my whole yeah. goal and is to, whoever that is, I'm working. They have to be over and equivalent yeah. to me before I leave. Win, when, when lose, or draw, you know. Right, right. And, and uh, so you just, you know. You gotta work with what you got.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and man, I've always uh, I I loved Muda when I was a kid. I like Kabuki. I like all that. And I, I love your gimmick, man. The you know you can tell you put money into your your gear and and the whole you know just the whole look. I, I like that, man. And uh, the, I just for some reason have always been a march for that style of gimmick. And having said that, man, I, I thought it was it was cool actually and kind of a breath of fresh air when when you said to me the other day when we were talking about doing this and you said hey man can can we put something over my face or whatever so i can kind of keep the mystique alive and i, I that's cool man because that's kind of like you know you're still kayfabe in the gimmick and i love that man i really like that that you think that way well
0: you know i, I kind of you know i got into the business a lot different than most you know especially you know these these days and uh, I never even realized there was independent wrestling, bro. I never even knew. So <laughs> I went to my first show. I, yeah. Oh my god! And yeah. and uh, I've even I've even stated, you know, I mean, I'll never forget it because it was, a, you know, I never had a gimmick in the beginning. I was just right. Vegas, uh-huh. nothing special. Everything just kind of, you know, you just pick things up and start investing into your into a gimmick, and yeah. and uh, it was just, uh, you know. I went out there, 500 people in the Leesburg Armory. Mm-hmm. First match ever. We I, we went through the middle of the ring. The ring broke to the floor. It wasn't just shit falling. We went to the floor, bro. Oh, God. And, uh, and uh, you know, and to this day, I still recall it as the worst independent show I've ever been on in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you know but you know like I said there's 500 people there so you're kind of thrown off by it and then a few months later I went to work for another company here in Florida and there was about 11 people in the crowd and then I realized it's <laughs> independent wrestling <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh
1: yeah. man hey uh, Jimmy hot tag thank you for the hot tag and <laughs> one thing I've always enjoyed about you you know Cahagas is I felt like you are one of the the like your gimmick leans itself to this style but i've always been a huge fan of your strikes and kicks i think like that is some of the most underrated things you can have as a pro wrestler but you really are really good at those is that just part of you did that come along during the the path or was that just something you naturally
0: had well you know, I don't know if any of us naturally have anything. <laughs> sure. You know? but, sure. But when I, like, like I stated a little earlier, when I got in the business, things were different. I got involved with, you know, I came involved with uh, Tyree Pride and, and uh, um, a lot of uh, reti- a few retired independent wrestlers in my area, yeah. and even the former sheriff was um, a wrestler, and he had an Orange Grove, and he had an old ass wrestling ring. <laughs> and, you know, and I, it took me a couple years just to find a way in. And finally I went out there and they just, dude, they just mauled me, bro. I mean, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And these are <laughs> full grown men, you know, and they're just yeah. kicking my ass. And, and me, you know, it's, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I go back and do it again, you know, and <laughs> I remember many nights of coming home and, Laying on that couch just fucking hurting and then thinking, what the fuck am I doing? I want to do this, but then I feel a little better the next day and I go do it again, you know? And, yeah, yeah. Our ring wasn't even considered really a ring. It was when I first stepped out there, the, the, the floor of the ring was level with the sand because it was sunk into the grove so much, so long. And the, the bottom rope, I stepped on the bottom rope and it just broke. It was so rusted <laughs> the cable. So, and, and, the, and the ring was slanted, right? Because it Ugh. sunk. We they they had an old boxing canvas on there.
3: Oh, so when
0: they do shit to me, like I'd slide out of the fucking ring into the dirt shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just uh and and with being around those guys and Tyree, which Tyree was a you know, he was a big Florida guy back in the day and uh I always was a big fan of Tyree as a kid growing up, you know, And, and uh just fortunate he lived in my area and he, you know, brought me in and took me under his wing, and then, uh, you know, Tyree. The only way I can explain it with Tyree is his wife didn't even know. He never even smartened his wife up to the business,
3: mm. you
0: know. So, in in me, I I'm all about tradition and the way things are, you know. So, mm. once I found out about the era, you know, about you know, I, you know, you always had a clue. There's, you, know, there, you, know, there, you know, there's something, but you don't really know, and that's the mystique right. about, it, you know, right, you, right, you know, do, you know, you don't know. To me, it's real. Where is it? I don't know. But, <laughs> so, you know what sold me on when you're talking about strikes and stuff. I mean, to me, real realism. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know, realism is a big factor. I mean, I'm. You know, I don't slap my leg. I don't do none of that shit. You know, I rather you slap the shit out of me or me slap the fuck out of you. You know, I mean, right. You want right. something out of it, but it, you shouldn't have to do something like that to get something over.
3: Yeah. You right. know, it, it
0: You know, I mean, it this day and age, you know, things have evolved. Different styles, people do different things. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, you can argue all day, but what it is, you know, yeah. I'm not a fan of it. You know, I don't, I don't teach it. You yeah. Know, but I get it. You know. Yeah. And, uh, that's that's my thing. But yeah, realism and and you know, a gimmick and and being what your gimmick is to me, that's what it's about because you know that's what we always that's what turned us on.
2: Right, 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 exactly. That's my thing. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, the the new stuff or whatever. It's they do great stuff. They're great athletes. It's just not what I signed up for. It was, it was something different, you know, when yeah, I got I, in. I
0: practice. can't do. A lot. Yeah, I mean, at one time when I started, yeah, I could do all that shit. see so yeah, alright. Could I do it now? Yeah, I could still do it. Oh. Hey,
2: Jimmy, you were talking about and and y'all were talking about his strikes let me tell you, going back to that match there's a part in there and I forget I I do remember you telling me, hey, so I got this thing in the corner where I just rapidly start yeah. uh, doing the little the, the chop gimmicks and all this oh, shit and it's like yeah, rapid yeah. fire Jimmy. And I remember <laughs> I remember back you know in the back he tells me and I'm like okay great cool. And then We get out there and he starts with him and I I swear to god I don't think you even got halfway
0: through him. I'm like fuck this and I go down he and just start yo yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know that's funny
3: cuz
0: I tell people I'm like hey man I'll tell you when to go down. You know, you got to let me finish my gimmick here. You know, this is, this is my comeback. <laughs> this is all I got. You know, this is my hope, my shine, my comeback. This is all I got. You know, and it's felt, the only I felt thing like i, ask I can... for in a match. <laughs> I it's felt like like that. some of them. If I don't tell them. They yeah. cut the fuck out, man. <laughs> you know, I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, I was I was done with them. I, some I felt people I had smart had like you just
0: dip out anyway. Don't care. <laughs> you know?
2: that's the that's the old school in me, man. i Always learn, man. Especially if somebody like to chop, you know, like the you know just a flare chop or whatever. It's yeah. I would take it, boom, and I'm either gonna go down, I'm gonna go to a knee, You're walk moving. to the next corner, make them chase me, that type of thing, you know, to where I ain't got to take rapid fire shit. <laughs> Right. Right.
0: <laughs> Little veteran moves, you know. No, I hear you. Nate. Trust me, I've, it's happened to me more than once, not just you so So,
1: i remember when i first met you you brought with you the the (laughs) nwa title man and i remember getting a second alone with you in the locker room and i just walked up to you and i said bro (laughs) you've got the one man like how does that feel and you were like it's still kind of surreal man i think kevin sullivan was involved in something with it maybe he uh managed you i can't remember exactly but the the point of the matter is you talked about Kevin Sullivan you talked about winning the title how was that man how did that feel
0: uh you know dude when you said it was surreal those are my exact words to this day yeah it's still surreal you know because yeah. i mean when i say that it's like i i've said this a million times i'm the guy that the title would be laying on my kitchen table, and I just walk past it all day, every day, looking at it, going, "What the fuck?"
3: <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Uh,
0: yeah, you know, like it's just, it's just, I don't know, you know. Right? I still feel that way. I honestly, and honestly, I have to have to recognize of what I've done to myself on a regular basis right you know i mean okay i okay yeah i guess i am somebody in this business you know but yeah i I have i have to i have to smarten myself up to it you know because i'm just you know dude i'm just a normal dude bro (laughs) loves wrestling you know just appreciate and fortunate in a lot of things i've done and you know and i felt that i've worked hard for it so you know it's not something i went out to achieve by any means you know right Hey, I'm going to take
1: it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just such a, and looking back, like it was just such a weird era for the NWA. You had like probably what, six or seven very talented, very deserving guys who won these titles, but it was such a weird time. And I know like guys like Bruce Tharp, of course, was the owner, but you had guys like Chris Ronquillo. Do you have things, stories about those guys at all? Uh,
0: man, I mean, it was one of them things, they never gave me a hard time. Yeah. You know, I mean, with their ideas and stories, I, you know, it was just, you know, what they want, you know, it was just kind of like, whatever, you know, I mean, what what else am I to do, you know? And, and Of and course, right. Toward, towards the end, it just got so, just it, more aggravating for me, because, mm-hmm. you know, things changed on the daily, it seemed, and, and, right. uh. You know, there it was, it was a lot of negative feelings with the NWA and stuff like that, even though what all Bruce was doing. But, you know, I think things could be handled different. You know, I mean, I feel like Billy Corgan, you know, was probably, was probably the best guy to get it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Makes you know, sense. I mean, I don't know Billy, but, you know, he knows about wrestling. He knows about the history and the tradition of wrestling. You know, I don't know about the business itself so much, you know, right. but, you know, he he's, you know, he's basically letting it bring itself back up to it with a little, you know, a little kick in the ass. And, and it seems to be doing well, you know, yeah. and uh, um, you know, from the, you know, I, I haven't got a big, good history with a lot, of, you know, the NWA, I, I always looked at myself as the black sheep of the NWA. Mm.
3: And
0: makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. And when I say that, you know, not on a, in a bad way, but the guy that I, I, I don't sugarcoat shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and I just say it like it is. And if it's stupid, I'll tell you, it's stupid. <laughs> and people, people don't care for that. So sometimes they just steer clear of you and let you do your thing. And that's kind of what I did with the NWA.
3: Yeah. You know,
0: there was a lot of things that didn't equal out with the NWA and me, as far as bookings and stuff. Cause I worked for more independent companies all day long versus I did NWA companies. Yeah. And those were my own bookings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, so, I mean, I traveled with Bell, I represented it wherever I went, you know, did my thing.
2: But Hey, uh, let me ask you this.
0: It it was a weird era. Let me ask you this.
2: Do you feel like, do you feel like, it? and and I say this uh, only because of things that I had heard of, okay, so they're giving him this amount of money. I don't know who was paying it, and I'm not asking you to, you know, put numbers out there. I'm just saying, do you feel like it got you any kind of heat, like with some of the boys? And, And not that... Because, like you said, a lot of it was independent stuff, and I don't know how, uh, you know, the shows that you did, whether you gave a fuck and whether I should even say the boys when I'm saying some of these folks. But do you feel like it got you any heat because, of, you know, they felt like, oh, well, he's getting this payoff just because NWA's doing it or however that worked? Just just off, off the cuff there, question.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I mean,. You know, you should work for your value, you know, yeah, and at sure. that time I was on, you know, I was on top, but it's and like, I was raping people, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, well, good point. You yeah. know, like most people do, you know what I'm saying? Right. right. all over did take advantage of it, but no, yeah. I, I, you know, I work for a very reasonable amount yeah. and, uh, you know, because I, I, I know how it works, man. There's budgets, bro. It just is what yeah. it is, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, so I did what I did and, uh. You know, and I just made it work for the best I could with no help, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know,
0: And, uh, you know, and, and to this day, I mean, I, I, I like to mention this is I've never gotten a return match for the national title.
3: Mm-hmm. I've never gotten a
0: return match for the world title. I've mm-hmm. never gotten a return match for the North American title. And on my second reign in the national title, I still haven't gotten a return match. <laughs> so, what's that tell you?
1: <laughs> hey, you're owed a lot of matches it sounds like yourself so.
0: <laughs> well I don't you know I wouldn't say that but I mean realism yeah you know in the wrestling industry it's fans. yeah sure Yeah, you know but you know things operate a little different nowadays and, and uh yeah. you know but I'm like I said I, I can't be I can't complain on anything I've, I've received out of this business or anything like that by any means you know, I'm just, Yeah, I'm just fortunate to be able to say I've done what I've done and you
1: know yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean,
0: it, bro.
1: I remember when I met you there and you had the title with you. And I was have you ever gone to like a car show and you see like old men walking around cars and they all got their hands behind their back, like they don't want to touch the car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember looking yeah, at it. Yeah, and you yeah. had it you you had it laying there and I you, I was looking at it and I specifically stuck my hands behind my back. I was like, I'm not gonna touch it. It's like a car. I was like, Do you mind if I take a look at it? And you were like here, and you handed it to me, and I was like, okay, thanks. And dude, that was a trip, man, because I was I was just asking you. I remember asking you specifically, like, dude, that's the one, man. That that's you know that's so huge. And you were like, yeah, I know, it's surreal. So I, I just you know, it's so funny that it's all come back to that conversation that you and I had yeah, that yeah. very brief yeah, conversation. You
0: know, it's funny. I remember. I do remember handing it to
1: you. I do. Yeah 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 and i was kind of freaked out a second i was like holy crap yeah 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 yeah. it's like the key man's power sword right here you know so (laughs) (laughs) i
0: wish (laughs)
1: right right exactly yeah
0: all in all i mean i mean i couldn't like i said dude i couldn't be more prouder to be one of those guys you know i mean it's
1: just oh for sure
0: yeah Yeah.
1: yeah yeah. So the Cahagas gimmick, man, I would love to hear, like, how, what interactions have you had with that, that, that gimmick? Because, I mean, dude, Wolfie and I are both huge fans of the gimmick. We're big fans of gimmicks on this show anyway. But what kind of interactions has that opened the door to for you, like, as far as just your gimmick? Is there anything specific well, that stands out?
0: Well, the number one thing I say is if I didn't look the way I do, I would have never had nothing I've gotten. Okay. You know, and and I'm a big believer in gimmicks as well. You know, yeah. and I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in gimmicks and psychology. That's my yeah. two number one things, man. Right. And, you know, when I when I mentioned earlier, when I started training, I didn't have a gimmick or nothing. I was just Cagas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. just an old family name. And, and honestly, I refuse to do a Japanese gimmick. Hmm. You know, I, okay. I honestly refuse sense. to do it. And and that was just because you know my up, you know my upbringing, and you know I was, bro, I was born in Kentucky,
3: right.
0: (laughs) And then you know my my school, there was one black kid, and then there was me. Yeah, yeah. we got fucked with a bit, you know. So
3: of course,
0: you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, the bully thing, and just I guess you get that in your head. You know, when I got in the business, I just didn't want to do it, and I was in, you know, I started in probably in about a year and a half, about a year and a half or so. Um, Bill Brown from Florida Championship Wrestling called me, and you know, and, and when I got into the business, it was that was one of my goals. I wanted to work for Florida Championship Wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. Florida guy, right? And you know that's what we're raised on and stuff like that. And well, I got a call from him, which you don't get phone calls. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and right. Uh, It was then. It was the last phone call I got too, by the way. But <laughs> I got a phone call from Bill Brown, and you know he was like, hey. You know, I uh, want to bring you in, but we need you to do a Japanese gimmick. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll do it. You know, so I went and got a gee and did that, you know, and went out and started working for him a little bit. And then then I got on this uh, TV that was going on, and it had everybody on it, man. I'm talking, you know, Hector Guerrero, Barry Horowitz, Mike, Mike Enos, uh, just a lot of old-school guys and a few independent guys were on it, too. And it was TV. And I did that, and I met Mark Nolte. I don't remember. I don't know if you recall Mark Nolte. He was a commentator. He Used to do chess as well. Yeah, I can't.
1: I'm I can't I can't familiar remember. with the name. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Well, he had. He was doing commentating, and and then he got my number and everything. Then The next week, I went and did TV. You know, another uh, Florida TV, for cousin Junior up in the Orlando area, and then, man, the gimmick was really starting to take off, and. And when I I realized I need to improve this, I don't like this karate gi thing, you know. I'm not a karate man, you know. And, yeah, right. So right. I uh, so I so I got the the hakama, the pants that I wear now. Yeah. And uh, there and one advantage to that was I stopped going to the top rope okay. <laughs> because they were so big. When you step on them, it's like stepping on a dress going right. the stairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> So yeah. I was like, I'm not, and I'm working Barry Horwoods and guys like this. So I don't need to go to the top group. <laughs> right. I mean? right. But, right. um, so it kind of grounded me for quite a while. And, uh, you know, and, and then I was just Cahagas and I got a gi jacket, vest and kendo stick. And next thing you know, I'm the Japanese nightmare. And then it just mm-hmm. elevated, you know, then I started painting my face and I never even, I was just Cahagas. And then. At one time, uh, Hugo Sabinovich contacted me. Mm-hmm. Okay, wanted yeah. To go, wanted, wanted to go to Central America, to Panama, and I was going to work with Ricky Banderas. Mm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. And he goes, well, we're going to change your name. And I'm like, all right. And, you know, he goes, we're going to call you Tokyo Monster. Mm. And I'm like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. all right, whatever, I'm going to Panama. You know, it didn't sound, you know, it, sound, it sounded awkward, you know, because it's not something you're used to hearing. Yeah, right. And so I went with it anyway and went out there and did it. And I asked Hugo, this is, this is funny, man. This is, this is I asked Hugo, why are you calling me Tokyo monster and not just Cahagas? He says, well, in Latin, there's a lot of different dialects. And when you say Cahagas in Latin, a lot of people will pronounce it huh. And I'm like, okay, well, what's that? It means shit. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you Kahegas, if you do a search a hashtag of you see me, but you're gonna see a lot of people saying shit in their comments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, funny. But I, so so I just kept it, you know, the Tokyo Monster, and and to me it just added to my gimmick, and at that time I just. I started working with Savio as well. And the veil that I used to wear, the original veil I used to wear, that was actually Quay. Oh,
1: nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, he did a lot with me too. You know I mean? I worked down there in Puerto Rico with the guys too. And for Mm -hmm. Carlos and for Savio and Miguelito. But, uh, you know, went on Dominican Dominican Republic a lot with those guys. Same guys, Mm -hmm. Panama as well. Yeah. uh, So, uh, you know, it was cool to be able to build that gimmick and as I acquired a name then it kind of gave me a style and Mm -hmm. what I say by that is basically well if you're a monster you got to act like a monster you got to work like a monster yeah Yeah. you know that's where the aggressiveness and the no nonsense and all that stuff just comes so basically I just you know I just built it and I can't really do much more with it anymore I guess (laughs) 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 try to get better gear every time it's just hard to do you know I'll do the next one
1: Oh, your gear game is on a thousand, a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Your gear. Well, like
0: game. I said, if I didn't have that, bro, I wouldn't be on the poster. <laughs> yeah.
1: That makes sense, man. I get it. Yeah.
0: Think back, you know, when we were watching wrestling, you know, we were watching, you know, think of the gimmicks back then. I mean, right. the Boston right. Booger or the, you know, the, the Texas <laughs> Hangman, you know, the, right. the whole nine yards. It was a gimmick earthquake, typhoon, you Yeah. Know, it was just. Gimmicks, gimmicks, Bruiser gimmicks, Brody, and that's how you know? remember yeah, yeah, That's how you got your individuality, and that's how people remember you. Right. right? You know, if you can't do that, then they ain't going to remember you next week, but they're going to remember me two years from now.
1: Right, yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I truly
2: believe if uh, Jamie and I had not come up with the PG-13 gimmick, with it being so unique at the time, the shorts, the tennis shoes, the hubcap, the whole not. Oh, and the timing is right, better. too. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thommen's everything in this business too. That's another part of it. You
1: it know? Tons of suburban kids finding out about rap at that time. It was perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. gimmick, gimmicks,
1: gimmick, gimmicks. Yeah, that's
0: it, so. man. I'm a, I'm a true believer in them, man. Me too, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so, which people nowadays would grasp more of that you know? Yeah, uh, more of the reasons why you're doing this, or the, or you know. Give them that perception of why they got to remember you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. just I just wish they could grasp it instead of worried about going out there and having the best match of the night, you know. Right.
2: Let's take a quick timeout and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and In Color with Wolfie D. you need the Rockstar Realtor.
1: Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Support for Live and In Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Wolfie at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about eight million balls. So, like, what do you think of a guy like like Luchasaurus, for example? Like, not to knock Luchasaurus, I'm not saying that. I'm just thinking, are they really doing everything they can do? Because that dude seems somewhat, like, athletic, and he's a gigantic dude. I mean, not to sit here and pick apart a TV character's gimmick, but I'm just saying, like, do you think – I just feel like sometimes – they don't take full advantage of what a true gimmick can give you. And I think that's the biggest problem. Well, you, you,
0: you know what I think it is? I think a lot of it is, is, you know, back in the day, if they told you, you're going to wear a diaper, you're going to wear a fucking diaper. Right. Right. <laughs> now, nowadays, no, nowadays people don't tell them what to do.
3: Right. You know,
0: they don't okay. tell them to help prove their gimmicks, you know, or, yeah. or, Hey, you know, we want you to be this. I mean, you know, if if you're working for somebody and you're cooking hot dogs one day and the next day he wants you cutting the onions, well, you're going to go cut the onions, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great point.
0: Yeah, that's a great you know, point. I mean, it's, it's a job, and if they want you to do it, you know, I mean, like me, I, I think he's a I, monster. I, I mean, he's, he's a beast. I was on a show with him one time, I think it opened in Ohio or somewhere, and man, that's a big old cat, bro. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, real nice guy, man, and, and yeah, so athletic. And, and, you know, his build, he's just the whole nine yards. But I don't – the style kind of throws me off. I think he yeah. could be used a lot better, you know, far as okay. more of mon- that monster guy, you know, the, right. the heel, the big the big cane or something, you know. I sure. Don't, I right. don't know, you know. But I just see there's so much more they could do with a guy like that, you know, getting over instead of going out and – you know, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's everybody's thing. You know, and that's his thing. You know, Gucci, yeah. right? You yeah, know, six foot seven or whatever he is. You know, that's yeah, great. right. I mean, he's hey, hey, he's the one that's got the job. You know,
3: right, right, so, for sure, right. <laughs> for
0: yeah, yeah. sure. So I mean, but I, I don't think there's enough generals around anymore. Yeah, right? I believe. Yeah, you know, and on the end the in the indie circuit, it's it's you got one out of a hundred. Sure. Yeah,
1: for yeah. sure. Every, you know, you used to have maybe one or two on every show and now it's one out of a hundred that's kind of scary you know so
0: yeah man. yeah you know it's it's you know and, and you go to work for other companies and you're just like man this could be just so much better if right you know, right you know and I book for Thunder Championship wrestling down here in Florida and you know we, we do it all I mean it's no joke you know I, I run it the way I would fucking run it and it's you know, do what the fuck I tell you dude. You know, that is what, <laughs> yeah. and, and we're not. You know, and that's the thing. We're not there to have the match of the night. Yeah, we're there to have a good show so we can have another one. Right. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. and, and that's that's my whole idea. You know, it's it's not about us. Yeah. You know, it's it's about get, getting the fans back. You know what I mean? And and then when it works that way, it's all about everybody. Yeah. You know, and 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 people just don't get it man there's too many I don't know Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 like the word of the word of the last you know decade or five years is everybody feels entitled you know oh yeah completely and, 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 there's, and they're and they're soft as shit you know I mean that's their <laughs> biggest problem <laughs> yes completely
2: so. yeah very much so. So. And no
0: one's on and, and, and here I'll add to this one the majority <laughs> of them aren't honest with themselves
2: <laughs> no hell no Oh, sir. And and others don't want to be honest with them because then you might hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. Well, it's a buddy system, too,
0: you know?
3: Right, right.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't play the buddy system. I mean, I, when, I, when it comes to business, I just don't do that. If yeah. I was the guy, I mean, I, I'd fire my grandma. Don't ask me,
2: unless you really want my opinion, don't ask me to watch your match.
0: <laughs> right. Right, that's a yeah, whole. Well, other you, thing. Know, here, you know, you know here, you know, talking about that, you know, I, I go to some of these companies around, you know, like Proven Ground with WWN FIP and stuff. And there's a lot of young guys up and coming there, you know, brand new guys, and yeah, and it kills me when they come up to me after the after the match and say, "Hey, did you watch my match?" <laughs> and, I, and then I tell them, I'm like, well, "No," but <laughs> you know, if you ask me, I would, but. I would prefer you come and ask me about your match before you do it because I'd rather tell you what could help you versus yeah. telling you everything you already did wrong.
3: Right, like, right.
0: You know, right. no one wants to walk up and say, hey, what do you think? You know, hey, can they ask you a question? I used to do it. Should I do yeah. it now? Right. Yeah. If I'm confused, I'll ask somebody. I, I don't care. You know? Right. And it's just one of them things that <laughs> people are different, man. <laughs> yes, yeah. they are.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I noticed when I was doing research for you, I guess, I noticed that it says kind of across the board. You know, Hector Guerrero, Prince Iakea, John Tenta. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Tom Horn and Tyree Pride. We we've already talked about them a little bit, but you know, th- how does Hector and Prince Iakea and John? How do they tie into your upbringing? Well, you H- Hector
0: Hector Hector ties into with Tyree. You know, back okay. in that day. Okay, And, uh, you know, when you kind of, I guess, I guess when you kind of get accepted by one guy like that, mm-hmm. the other guys will, you have a better chance of other guys accepting you as well, okay. you know, and you know, the old timers like that, you know what I mean? Like right. you're a new guy, but this guy's putting you over. He's my boy. I guess you are. All right. You know, it's the same deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helped with just the people that I was around, you know, and, uh, um, you know, a lot of influence, but Hector, I I trained with Hector. Hector was a big mentor to me, man, you know, and uh, I worked Hector numerous times and, and, uh, you know, he's just such a great dude. But, and then with the Prince Ikea, I went, I started going to John Tenna's, you know, later on, once I got going, and John Tenna had opened up a school up there in uh, Orlando. And so I was making up, making a three hour you know, six hour total round trip twice a week up there. And, you know, and in between that I was going to Winter Haven to a school and training where we are here, you know, and I was constantly wrestling, trying to train, trying to get in the ring. And, and, uh, so I was up there, we trained with Tena for quite a while. And then, uh, Prince was, uh, he was, uh, their, one of his trainers mm-hmm. and Prince just kind of took a liking to me and he would, Drive all the way down here to where I live, three hours away, just to come train with me like once or twice a week. Mm, wow! And wow. Uh, yeah, so I mean, to me, I mean, yeah, I learned so much from them, man. You know, and and people like that, you know, you you know, I get somebody like Tyree Pride to train me was trained by the great Malenko. Then you're dealing yeah. with the, the, the Hector Guerrero with the, you know the Guerrero family, and and then um, dealing with Prince Ayaka was trained with you know Kevin Sullivan and uh, William Regal and and in uh, the Malinkos, you know, and and just so many different flavors of uh, people I've worked with, you know, that were trained by so many other legends that, you know, that, you know, you kind of you suck it all in. At least that's what I do. I sucked it yeah. all in. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it, that was one thing that really, you know, I I get more out of it is the respect that I've gotten from. You know i don't even call them peers you know because to me they're above that but the pillars that gave us all a reason you know and and uh you know prince was one of them as well you know so with prince the selling aspect with prince was just that's where i learned to sell bro from that Mm. guy and uh you know it's one of them things and throughout the years i mean i could throw plenty of people out there that's Done so much for me, you know. Hagmeyer, Dave Johnson, Blackheart, you know, all those kind of guys were, you know, my, those were my road buddies, but those were, you know, those were my mentors too. You know, those were my best right. friends, but they were my mentors. They're the ones that told me, "Do this. You're going to get this. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it." You know, and, yeah. and and when I when I did, I got it. You know, right. and, and uh, you know, so there's just so many people that influenced me. You know, just in the, in the beginning of the business to to go and. You know, I, nothing I can complain about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But one thing I'll say, though, is originally when I got into the business, I told you how we trained stuff like that. It didn't feel like we were being trained right. You know, we didn't know. Yeah. And we weren't at a school or nothing. And so when we got into this for quite a few years, we never discussed where we trained, how we trained or anything like that, just because it felt, felt like uh, it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't trained properly. I don't know. You know, and then now, nowadays when I look back at it, I'm glad I got trained that way. Right. You know, because I mean, I did, you know, I'll I'll never forget the day that Tom Horn walked up there. It was just me and him, me and him, man. He come walking up on the Grove and he just says, Hey man, come here. He do this. This dude's like corn fed, bro. Like 280 pounds, you know, just a, a monster, you know, he's like one of them old school guys, you know? And, uh, he uh-huh. said, Come here man, let me let me try something on you. I ain't done this in quite a while. <laughs> and he and he said, Lay down. So I laid down and he and I said, What are you gonna do? He goes, I'm gonna put a little sugar hold on you. Said, All right. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> I have never in my life felt that way. <laughs> and he put me in that thing. I screamed so much. I screamed so much I couldn't stop screaming. <laughs> it was. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Well, I guess I just got stretched. What happened? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, but I'll never forget that dude. I was just, just me and him in Orange Grove, beat ass son and I'm just screaming like, "God, dude. <laughs> bro!" bro. <laughs>
2: dude, hey, so this, you, bro, s- let me tell you. you said you uh, you were born in Kentucky. What part of Kentucky?
0: <laughs> I was born in Kenton, and I was raised until you know. Uh, my early, you know, up until probably I was about nine or ten, up in uh, Florence, Boone County, Cincinnati area. Okay. All
2: right. Because, yeah, I I moved to Kentucky. I live in Somerset now. But I was just curious.
0: So, what yeah, wrestling Northern. did you did you grow up on? You know, i seen my first wrestling in Kentucky. Uh-huh. And, and I remember it, it, was, it was Florida wrestling. It was Dusty Rhodes versus Harley Race. And, nice. Uh, then, wow. then i just come across sitting with blood everywhere you know you're like what yeah. the fuck is this you know <laughs> your parents ain't home or ain't in the room and you're watching it you know and, <laughs> and then uh i i recall like running into wrestling again maybe a few weeks later you know when i was that young but that was probably my only you know experience with wrestling on tv when i was young but when i Moved to Florida, it was just like I was watching it every day. When you had Georgia Championship Wrestling, right. you know, and Ronnie yeah. Garvin and Ronnie Garvin and Jake Roberts wrestling every night. You know, there you go, there and, you uh, go. You know, so I just loved wrestling, bro, and it was something I watched on a regular basis, just like any of us, you know. And then that came that day in time that it was like, well, one day I'm gonna wish I tried it if I don't, you know, and right. and I tried it and. Boy, I fuck up.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so going back to also like your NWA run, and besides the Matt Classic that you had with me, who were some? Who were some of the uh, the, the like? Who who did you have your best matches with as far as
0: that goes? The Conway match
3: mm-hmm.
0: when I dropped the belt to Conway. Mm-hmm. But that was always good. sticks out. Always sticks out. It was yeah. just good. You know, yeah. it was, to me, it was everything a match needed to be. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that one, you know, I would have to say that that's probably one of my favorites is dropping the belt to Conway. <laughs> but yeah. not for that reason, you know. Right. But, yeah, uh, he can, he can other know. than that. Oh, yeah. 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 He, you know, he could go. And, and then uh, there's a guy by the name of Byron. Um, Byron. Byron. Texas. A guy named Byron. Yes. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I've worked him. And, and, you know, I mean, as a person, I mean, yeah, he is who he is. But it's one of those things when you get in the ring, it's just like the chemistry is just there. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's just like we just gel, you know, right. even though, you know, it, just, it was it was good. So me and his matches, to me, stick out quite a bit too. Cool. But uh, definitely Conway, I'd say number one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Man, I'm still sore. I never got to manage you against Josephus Brody. And how perfect would that have been? A Gary <laughs> Hart knockoff, a Bruiser Brody knockoff, and the closest <laughs> thing we've got to the great Muda. I mean, that would have been amazing. So. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: you know, when you say that, the, the Muda thing, I, you know, of course, I've always here, oh, I love Muda. Yeah, I like him, dude. That ain't why I yeah. look like this. I was a fan of Kendo Nagasaki. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, I, that
0: was my guy. Of course, I knew of all the others, but. You know, and, and and that's why I carry a Kendo stick is because of Kendo Nagasaki. And actually, when I first started doing that that gimmick, and you know, when I started doing the TV, I do promos in a full Kendo body armor. Mm. It, it, you know, and uh, but you know, I, I'm not trying to emulate anybody. It's just something that came came along. No, that's just me uh, talking. <laughs> that's just no, me no. Talking. I get no, 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 yeah. no, no. I get it, but I get a lot of it. You know, a lot. Of I'm people sure you'll emulating Muda when it's like. No, I'm not, you know, it right. I don't spit the green shit. I suck at it, you, you know, it's one little thing. But, so you, you did know, my try different look- everything's different, you know. Right.
2: You don't you don't uh you don't work like Muda did. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I mean that's you know, just the look, that's all it is. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and, and everybody, everybody, it seems like that is any kind of uh, you know close to Japanese now. Even then, it's like they all spit mist, man. It's like everybody. I see it all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I I don't like it. It's messy.
1: So have you? <laughs> did you? So did you try to do it for a while?
0: I've had companies. Yeah, they had me spit it, but then it just kind of we steered away, you know, because I was. I didn't like doing it, and it's just one of them things. So how about I just hit him with a kendo stick? So, oh, okay. <laughs> so,
1: you know,
0: and, and, and I didn't want to be that guy that was trying to be like Muda. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, that scary. makes because sense. Once you, once, you, once you look the way I do and you spit green shit, you're Muda. You're yeah. Good.
1: yeah, great point.
3: Yeah,
2: And I'm going to be yeah. honest, man. And maybe you know this. I'm going to show how the fucking not smart I am in this area. I never, to this day, really understood how he did that. Was he keeping it in his fingers and then sometimes he would change colors? How the fuck did he do that shit? Because I don't know. I thought,
1: I thought he had a tube implanted in him. That's what Joel Deaton told us.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. I mean condoms. Yeah. Little condoms, just little ones and uh, yeah. you know, it, I don't I I don't know. I didn't get into it as much, you know. Gotcha. Yes, yeah. I've stuck a condom in my mouth a few times, yes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it reminds me of uh you know, Ricky lubricated. He's great yeah. at the uh, little one. <laughs> And Ricky would always say, "If I if I suck the dick with a condom on, it does it make you gay?" And you'd say, "I don't know." He goes, "Well, it didn't make me."
3: <laughs> 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 oh, there's, like, there's, a, there's a barrier there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god! Oh my god! Oh so yeah, let yeah me what you ask you about
2: man, that. Right? Uh, we some close oh. on our time here. So you're still actively working pretty much. Yeah. So awesome. where do yep. people find you? Where would the fans find you for merch? Where would promoters find you to book you?
0: Well, I mean, you can contact me, at, you know, at book at Uh gmail.com. Uh-huh. Find me on Instagram, you know, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I'm not hard to find, man. It's just, you know, uh-huh. interested. I'm, I'm around, bro. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, but I work, you know. I'm working. I got uh, GrappleCon coming up in April, which is uh, um, Barry Rose that was running a CWF Fan Fest for a while. He went out. He's got something going on at GrappleCon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be at this CWF uh, SICW Fan Fest St. Louis Hall of Fame mm. um, convention. We got a show this weekend on Friday at Thunder Championship Wrestling. Cool. Um, I'll be, you know, I'm working with old school championship wrestling in South Carolina. I mean, there's a few, you know, I mean, I'm just, whatever, I'll take them as they come, you know? Yeah. One of the things, you know, let me just,
1: let me say this real quick. You know, out of all the people we've talked to, we've talked to Jerry Lawler. We have talked to Ricky Morton. We've talked to some of the all time greats, hall of famers. I will say this. It may be just the interaction of how you treated me when I first met you, but bro, I've always been a fan of you since the second we met. And and and, it, it, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I've always pulled for you. I've always felt like you were one of those guys that if somebody would just give you a hot second chance, I feel like you would oh. take full advantage of it. And I've pulled for you from the second we met, man, because I was like, dude, I like this guy. I think his strikes and kicks are on par with almost anybody in the business ever mm-hmm. and you know when i mean that and then the look dude the look is just money I And mean, you've always kept yourself in shape so from the bottom of my heart i've been pulling for you and you didn't know this but i've been pulling from you from the second that we met man so i appreciate you and appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us dude seriously you
0: know, I, I appreciate that too man and uh you know anybody else that feels the same way or anything's had my back you know and, and uh You know, I just look at it as I'm no different than nobody else. We're all in the same locker room.
3: Right. And we're all
0: here for the same reason, you know, for the love of the business. And, you know, I don't think myself better than nobody else. I'm just a little bit smarter, you know. (laughs)
3: People
0: All the time. You know, from day one, if you ever met me when I first started in the business, I'm the same guy that I am today. I'm just smarter. Sure. That's about it. That's, you know.
2: Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. (laughs) That's it, man. That especially applies in wrestling, does it not? (laughs) Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man, we we do
2: appreciate you. We appreciate you being on here, and uh, I mean, I've honestly I, I didn't know how to track you down at first, man. I kept seeing you had a, a page, and I don't know if I messaged it before or whatever, but yeah, I've been trying to get you on here for a minute. I just didn't know how to get in touch with you, and I'm glad we were able to to connect, man. And you know, like Jimmy said there, uh, I appreciate the you know the because when I met you, we were going to the ring against each other, and we went out there,
0: and I thought I had a hell of a match. And uh, well, you I know the same you. thing with your buddy Gary, I just worked out in texas this a few months oh back. oh gary yeah man yeah I, I worked your buddy gary out there and he was like hey man we met and i'm like just like jimmy here I, i'm sorry bro
2: <laughs> I, I
0: remember Woofy. i remember Woofy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: gary man he ended up uh he was a swat cop for a minute man then he got out of it get a- out of here yeah, because <laughs> we did
3: the
2: we did the tag team thing out there for, uh, uh, what's his name, Matt, uh, Matt Riviera, his little promotion uh-huh. he had at TCW. Right, right. And I love Gary. And then uh, he got out of the business, and uh, the next time I talked to him, he was like, yeah, man, I'm a I'm a swap cop, <laughs> a swap cop. And I was like, what? <laughs> I thought that was cool. But he got out for <laughs> something. I think it – I don't know if it was too – I don't when I say too much for him, I don't mean like it overwhelmed him, but I think some of the inner workings of it he didn't care for or something. I don't know, man, but uh, that's that's for him to tell, not me. But uh right, right, again, right. man, appreciate you coming on and uh man, maybe we can do it again sometime and uh keep in touch and all that good stuff, man. We appreciate you. I hope for the best for you. And I know Jimmy just told you he does too, so
1: absolutely. Okay
2: we yeah. appreciate you man and uh jimmy let's take a break and let's come back with ask wolfie d anything
1: all right if you say so
0: <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you thank you man it's all good bro i appreciate you guys man. It was good. yeah man take all right guys easy. thanks, thanks man. man
1: dj hit the music Right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D anything, and once again, the Tokyo Monster Caguas. He's awesome, man. Very cool, very cool.
2: Yeah, great interview, man. Uh, You know, I enjoyed uh, talking to these guys, man. Especially, I promise you, I haven't talked to that guy since that match 12 years ago. (laughs) So that's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool for us to be able to talk about the match too.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And I mean, y'all had a great match and plus, you know, the band play and it was just magical. Yeah. The only thing that I think should have happened is Wolfie should have had an NWA title run at some point. Should have went over. That's <laughs> just maybe not even in that match, but maybe so. Who knows? But
2: anyway. I know there was talks about it, but I, I, don't, I, I wasn't in talks with him, but right. I, like, uh, Crawl and some of them, you know, were well, they might be doing
1: it. I don't know. So, right, right. Who knows you what was can. really going on? Exactly. Who knows if there was even a shot? But it would have, it would have been good. Uh, they have done it. Yeah, it is a natural fit, and I think you're one of those guys for sure. So, All right, well, we're going to start off hot on this one. This one I've been holding off for a little bit, but I say let's go ahead and ask it. So Larry Cox from Facebook asks a very funny question. He says, let's talk about the time Jamie traded his tag belt for crack. Can you (laughs) shed any light on that one?
2: Well, um, see, the story goes a couple of different ways. One, I thought it was pawned it, then the other one was gave it to somebody that was a, you know, person that uh, supplied that type of thing. Sure. (laughs) Uh, So I'm not really sure 100% what that story is. Uh, I think it's more because it, somebody else told us. I think that it was on here. It was like, yeah. Then Lawler went to the pawn shop, and I, don't, I can't see that either. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he he let somebody hold it as collateral uh, at one time. I'm pretty
1: sure about that. Gotcha, but was able to get it back in some form or fashion. I think so. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
2: I mean, I know possibly that's possibly been- could have had to have went. Hey, I got to get this belt back. If y'all want it back, you better give me a hundred bucks or you know whatever it was. I don't know. I could see it going uh, about a thousand different directions.
1: Right. I, you know, I've heard the story that it was pawned and then he was like, okay, I got to go pick it up with this. He pawned it for money and then got it back, but whatever. But Hey, not an ideal situation, especially if you're the tag champions with him. So (laughs) there
2: was a Puerto Rico story that again, it's one of those things you don't know the complete thing, but I feel like, uh, then Billy Travis, it might have been Billy, could have been somebody else, but like traded a damn rent-a-car in Puerto Rico for some shit. It was like, Lord have mercy.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have a definitive answer on it, but we feel like we've got uh, somewhere in the vicinity of-, of Ask Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> ask, <laughs> yeah. Ask Jamie. I'm sure he'll tell you very well. So yeah. All right. Well, the second question is from Marty Confetti at I Broke Wahoo's Egg. Yeah. <laughs> we he's asked a few questions lately we appreciate it he says memories of being managed by sue young on a burt prentice house show this was the time that i believe she was friends with jerry lawler
2: yeah i think they were friends i think they um made some towns together not sure the whole relationship there i know what i've heard uh sure but, sure you know i wasn't there i hadn't seen anything with my own two eyes uh, (laughs) you know what they say in the wrestling business believe uh none of what you hear and only half of what you see exactly yeah (laughs) um so i do uh probably remember her going to the ring with me or something um I can't say that it stood out in any uh, reason other than, you know, just another man. Who knows? I don't know who I wrestled. Maybe it was Lawler. I don't remember. Um, Maybe if he'll elaborate on that question, I know more. Y'all know my memory ain't the best, so you really got to help me out sometimes.
1: (laughs) Right. Of course. Of course.
2: But always a fan of hers. uh, Yeah,
1: totally. Great, great gimmick. Great worker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She should have been in the WWE, in my opinion, you know? Uh, Eventually, who knows right but anyway very cool gimmick and very cool person she went out of her way to wish you happy birthday actually really really went out of her way I promise she went (laughs) through our podcast app which is almost unheard of we've tried to get people to do it and they never did it and here comes Sue Young and I was like hold on how does this work (laughs) how do I get access to this because this was interesting but anyway so yeah very cool and we appreciate you Sue so thanks for that question Very cool question. So the third and final question kind of fits because of you, actually, what we've talked about today with Cahagas. It's Kyle Vaughn on Facebook, and he asked this question. He says, how was Saw available to stay afloat for so long? They mainly ran in Millersville in a building that sat 100 people at best, and I feel like I'm being generous. They always brought in solid talent. I think the local fans took that promotion for granted. To me, Saw is the last good local promotion that we had.
2: Um, yeah, I agree. And I mean, the, I'm not sure, uh, TJ had the building, so the overhead was not much. He could leave everything in there. You didn't have to set it back up and all that. So again, your overhead was pretty low, Right. Uh, as far as paying talent, um, I think they might have had a few different people that helped out on that. I'm not positive. Um, and, and it's not like, even for somebody like me, but I live there, uh, the pay wasn't great. But it was also the TV show looked decent. And on TV, that small crowd didn't look awful, you know? Right. Or, it right. did when, it, when they when they wouldn't show up sometimes, but you know if you packed them in there and they were usually pretty responsive and the set looked good and you you know you had some decent uh, decent talent there so yeah yeah and and there was there was high spots and low spots of it depending on who was working and who was booking and you know how that goes up and down you know
1: yeah definitely and I do believe you know the consistency of the talent that they had there. You know mm-hmm. even though they brought in they they had regular name talent there mm-hmm. there was there was a consistency with bringing in bigger names to to right. To salt the salt the stew, I guess you know what I'm saying yeah. to to mm-hmm. spice it up a little bit. And right. you know, you were definitely one of those guys. I think there were several other guys. We talked to one of them today, especially when they had their NWA relationship. But I, I you know, you know that's the one thing I think about TJ is that he did work really hard to find that building. And yeah. then when he found that building, you know, it was uh, it was the perfect spot for it because it really was Studio Wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but um, anyway, we asked Kroll to answer this question, and here he is right now to tell
5: you his side. i would say the reason it grew like it did is because TJ had good friends that he could depend on to prop him up. Not saying that he couldn't do it on his own, but he had me, and at the end he had Mike Searcy, had Reno Riggins, and even Paul Adams. I mean, it takes a team – to run a promotion. Right. You know, and I was kind of the glue that brought all that together because like I said, Reno and Paul never really got along with TJ, you know, because they butted his on, you know, just, you know, little silly shit for, you know, just show related. But, you know, like, I, like I just said, the deal with uh, TJ and Reno, when Reno would come in and tape every other Friday, he would pay half the cost of the talent. So, you know, that's, and, Basically, you know, the thing that benefited TJ from having Reno and me there doing TV is it brought it brought a quality talent on top of the good talent he already had and plus at half the cost of what it would have cost TJ to run, you know, because like when you got Kid Cash and a lot of guys like that, Chase and, you know, the Rob Conway's and all the high-dollar talent, you know, you go from like a five $600 payroll to 1200 $1,500 payroll easily. Yeah. Okay. You know? Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Now that makes
5: sense. You know. But yeah, yeah for makes... about for about three years there, Saul was was unbeatable. You know, I mean, from top to bottom, it was it was about as polished as it ever was going to be. And yeah. then when when I when I went back on my own with TJ, just in, from twenty twelve until he passed away, up until we shut it down in March of uh, of uh, twenty fifteen, so for. The last three years we were there, I think was probably some of the best stuff we done, because I went back in there and redid all the lights and and added a bunch of stuff to it, and I think it's the best it looked on TV the last three years we were there. Oh yeah, yeah, it looked great, it looked great. I, I tell you another reason I think it stayed along so well and it drew so well, uh, not to take away from there because everything he said I, I would have one hundred percent said it takes a Solid team, you know, working that production to make that show work. Yeah. But, I mean, my dad wasn't afraid to get out and do the groundwork. I remember several times we'd be out in, you know, the Rivergate area, uh, just the surrounding area of Millersville, flyering cars. Yeah. You know, yeah. And promoting. He knew how that old school, to, you know, mentality to get out and promote. We'd, Especially on them big shows we had. We'd definitely be out there. I remember getting ran off several times by, like, mall security and stuff. Hey, hey. We'd just hurry up and fly her and get out of there. Yeah. You know, another thing that probably was good about TJ but probably hurt him in a way, too, is, you know, like your little mom-and-pop stores growing up, they would let people have a charge account, you know, to charge stuff until they got paid. You know what I'm talking about? hmm Yep. TJ did that with certain people too. If they couldn't afford to come to the show, he'd be like, "Why didn't you have the show?" Oh, we couldn't. Well, come on in, you know. He yeah. would let people charge or give them deals and stuff. And then when they owed you money, they would, you know. So that was a double edged sword for him. But you got to, you got to give it to him, you know. He would, he would do whatever he could to, you know, accommodate people and make them want to come, you know.
1: Oh yeah. All right. Thank you, Kroll. That was a great answer to that question, and it definitely solidified what Wolfie D. just said. So thank you for that. So you've actually got him saying it. I did. I asked that question to him anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, Krull, for that answer and uh, appreciate it. It doesn't veer too far from what Wolfie D said. So it makes total sense.
2: See, even when I don't know,
1: I just have those feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah, saying? yeah. Well, you 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 say this all the time, but you know what time it is, right? Yeah, I know what time it is yeah well but anyway that's all we got today thank you kyle vaughn appreciate that question thank and you i definitely know what time it is now it's time
2: for us to get off of here <laughs> <laughs> it's time for it to be over with yeah. yes yeah. it sure is and once again we appreciate everybody tuning in and uh hopefully we'll have something good for you again next week
1: and now a word from our sponsor
6: Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Kroll, and you're listening to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling with Jimmy Street and Jared the Plastic Sheik. Be sure to like, subscribe, and view all of our USWO and Saw
5: Wrestling content at Nashville Wrestling Network,
3: exclusively
6: on YouTube.
4: So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W L F E. I'm on Instagram at Warren Wolf 13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Live Wolfie D. Here's the thing Wolfie always has offers for his autograph photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie get those photos right Wolfie yeah I've got some good stuff on there you know to help with the podcast folks if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D there's nothing like that especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D and before we go you can always find me your host Jimmy Street at James Rock Street on Twitter Instagram and YouTube and hey Jimmy before we go real quick I just want to add in there uh from the bottom of my heart I
2: really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast, you have worked your butt off. Secondly,
4: the people that are liking the page, beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't.
3: I got a cat He got a cat you, don't. He got a cat you, don't.
6: And here we go, the original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, because i I'm spitting the truth, still loving in color, don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap unlike any other, back in the day. I was NOD and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Titus up is taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping. Resonance first, white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while and you thought I was three. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick, it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking that, there's no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over I'm not here to play games, so yeah, you, you better be mad. Mad. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You set a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When I'm finished, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about I'm gonna wind it up and I'm driving it home It's Rupi D, baby, huh I got a cap for your dome I got a cap for your dome he got a cap for your toe. He you got a cap for your toe.
1: This has been a James Rock Street production.